0: Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt
1: Williamson and Ryan McDowell.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMc23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, it's finally here. It's draft week. How are draft you? Draft week. I am super psyched. We have an awesome guest. Let's just dig right in. Enough of the pleasantries. Let's roll. Yeah, we don't we don't need any of that. Um, Matt, l- last week we had Scott Connor on for both of our episodes. We talked quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the Scott thing going this week. We've got Scott Barrett, our buddy from Fantasy Points. Scott, how are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna actually have Scott on for both of these episodes. We'll talk wide receivers today. Tomorrow we will do our last dynasty rookie mock draft will include Scott in that as well but Matt like you said let's jump right into the rookies Uh, like we did last week with the other positions we're going to try to come to somewhat of a consensus ranking on these rookies and we'll also get some input on Scott uh, from Scott as we roll through Matt I assume Jamar Chase is your wide receiver one is that correct a distant number
1: one to be very honest with you I mean the term special prospect gets thrown around a lot, and to me, Julio, Calvin, Andre j they're special prospects, but this guy ain't far behind, and especially for Dynasty is a distant first receiver for me.
0: He is for me as well, and, and kind of going along with what you said there, Matt, that's exactly what I wanted to ask Scott. Is Jamar Chase, in your opinion, Scott, is he just the wide receiver one this year, the best, the best of this class, or is he really, you know, we, we, we heard the word generational so much with Barkley a couple of years ago, but is he that generational of prospect?
2: Yeah, I believe he is. That's what I have Uh, in my pre combine uh, prospect model. uh, My numbers told me he was the best wide receiver prospect to come out since at least 2015. And then Factor in the athleticism by my stat, Spork scored like an all encompassing uh, athleticism stat. Like he was best in the class, which really put him in that, you know, AJ Green, Julio Jones level prospect here. And obviously, Devonta Smith fell in the, the, you know, pro day portion, factoring in weight and BMI. And so, yeah, there is a sizable gap between Jamar Chase and every other wide receiver in this class. Matt, I think once we get into that second
0: tier, it, it gets really interesting, not just uh, because of the depth of the tier, but the order. You can certainly make a case for Devontae Smith as the wide receiver, too, for Jalen Waddell, for Rashad Bateman, uh, even for Rondell Moore or Terrace Marshall. I've seen those players both listed as the wide receiver, two when it comes to dynasty among these rookies. Which one of those guys or, or maybe even someone else is your wide receiver, too, Matt? This is tough for me because in the real world,
1: I would draft Waddle over Smith. And some of it's depending on what I want from my receiver. But if we're talking fantasy, I think Smith will get more targets per year than Waddle. And that adds up after a while. And to be honest, if I'm picking five, six, seven in a rookie draft and I don't really like any of these options, I think I'd rather trade down and maybe get some guys that we're going to talk about here
0: coming up. So again, that goes to the the depth of the tier. You might not want to make that decision uh, at, at the top of the uh, the top of the second tier when it comes to wide receivers, unless you do have a strong conviction on one of these guys. Scott is is Devonte Smith your wide receiver too?
2: Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, in my pre combine model, just looking only at raw production, age adjusted metrics, just like the most important, most predictive variables uh, based on raw production. He was very close to Jamar Chase. And then, of course, I had to make some sort of arbitrary adjustment based on the weight and BMI, which, which should be seen as a, a big red flag. But um, I wasn't sure how much to knock him like I did Tyler Johnson last year who didn't participate at the combine. He didn't run any of the events. And, you know, my model loved him. And then, you know, day three player – with Devonta Smith, I'm seeing by projected draft capital, he's like a unanimous mid to early round one pick. Uh, so apparently, NFL teams aren't as concerned. Uh, he is my number two, but it's it's a tight tier with him and maybe one or two other guys, and uh, and a distant distance behind uh, Jamar Chase.
0: I do think it's going to be a, a tough call for dynasty players because it's it's going to be Smith and Waddle that have that draft capital based on everything that that we've seen and heard up until this point. Both guys likely uh, to be chosen in, in the top 15, if not higher. Uh, but then it, it seems like some of the others, maybe they're late first rounders, maybe they're even second rounders, Bateman, both Moores, Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore, and, and Terrace Marshall uh, seem to be players that often show up ahead of the Alabama guys in, in dynasty rankings. So at some point we're going to have to, take what the NFL is telling us they think about these wide receivers and, and find some middle ground here. Scott, one more thing on Devontae Smith before we move on to the wide receiver three in this class. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I put up a poll on Twitter. I, I basically asked, what is your main concern when it comes to Devontae Smith? I mentioned his age. Uh, he's, he's a little bit older for a prospect, obviously. I stayed all four years in Alabama. I mentioned his size We've talked a ton. Everyone has talked about that so much. And that factors in uh, BMI, late breakout, all those things kind of kind of come together. And uh, I, I know you responded to that poll and and basically dismissed all of those things. But now you sound like maybe they're a little bit more concerning for you. Where do you stand right now here uh, a couple of days before the draft?
2: Yeah. So in that comment, I did say the, the weight thing is, is a legitimate red flag. And it's something to consider. I know Jim Nagy chimed in and said he didn't even think that was a red flag. Uh, the late breakout age, the way I measure it, and it's an important variable in my model and in my process, uh, wasn't a concern. He had the requisite breakout age for me to consider him as, you know, just basically looking at age adjusted raw production. It was there, uh, his 2019 season was massively underrated, especially when you factor in the, the competition at the wide, re, wide receiver position that Alabama has. Uh, people talk about him staying for that fourth year. That might be a concern. You, you know, I, I don't think so at all. You, know, you have to factor in that the GM advisory committee had him with a consensus round two grade as a junior. Uh, many teams had him with a round one grade. So that doesn't matter at all. And then the guy as a senior won the Heisman. Like what more could you want? Uh, but yeah, the, you, you look at the thresholds when it comes to, to weight and BMI. And it's, it's a legitimate concern. Uh, the guys who are within that range, you know, never did anything and there's so few of them and that in and of itself is also a concern.
0: All good points. Good stuff on Devonte Smith there. We know he'll have the draft capital. He certainly has uh, the skills on the field and we'll just have to wait and see how that translates. We will move on to our wide receiver three right after this break. First,
1: I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. I mean, Bet Online has been a good good friend of the Locked On Network, and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports and more action. Uh, football might be over, but we got draft props. You can bet on um, over under, win totals, things like that. Football never is over, but NBA and NHL are in full swing, and we got playoffs right around the corner for those. Uh, they all, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. But when you sign up, make sure you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, Locked On, all caps. Uh, head to the website or use your mobile device. That's what I do. It's so much easier. And sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. Matt, let's get right to your wide receiver three. Based on your earlier comment, I'm guessing it is Jalen Waddell. Is that fair? It is. I'm not sure that I
1: would pay the, the rookie price for him, but great football player, game changing player. I think he brings a lot more to the table than Ruggs did a year ago. But boy, I mean, the chances of him turning into a Tyreek like fantasy producer is probably slim and none. You know, I mean, I still think he's not going to be a highly targeted player compared to so many top receivers around the league.
0: And it really does feel in, in this class, especially with the size of some of these players that NFL teams will be just chasing that next Tyree kill. And uh, those, those aren't always, they're, they're just not going to happen. You know, we're not seeing a Tyree kill every single year. We talked about it last week with James Robinson. You're just not going to have that every year.
2: Scott, any thoughts on Jalen Waddle? Yeah, he was tied at five in my pre combine model. Uh, and then he rose up the the ranks due to athleticism and projected draft capital. Uh, he didn't have the you know the raw production that my model typically likes, but he was off the boards, insane by all the efficiency metrics that are important to me: yards per route run, depth-adjusted yards per target, uh, things of that nature. And I think that's what you're you're looking at with him. Could he you know also bring? added production from a PPR perspective as a possession receiver. I think that remains to be seen. I like him as a, you know, slot predominant receiver early in his career, but uh, I think once he gets on the field, you're going to immediately see him breaking a- ankles at will and, and, and do a lot of things special after the catch, as well as bring a vertical element. And Scott,
0: before we get too much deeper into this second tier of wide receivers, I want to kind of go back to the top. Uh, at, at the top of rookie drafts, uh, a lot of people have Jamar Chase as, as the 1.01 rookie pick, myself included. But I know a lot of dynasty players uh, almost always revert to whoever the top running back is, and, and we'll find out. Maybe it's Najee Harris or, or Travis Etienne. But with the depth of the wide receiver class and and what's being really compared to to last year's class, which was certainly special, Uh, And then, honestly, just a a subpar running back class with really just these two or three guys that we're really interested in. What are you factoring in when you're choosing if you've got a top two or three pick? And uh, we'll, we'll take Kyle Pitts out of the equation right now. I know you're a big fan of his. But if you're choosing basically between Jamar Chase and the top running back, what are you factoring in?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a sort of tough call, especially with Najee Harris now being mocked to Pittsburgh. If that happens, you're going to see him flirt with a, a round one ADP and redraft leagues. Uh, you're going to get that immediate production. He's projects as a true bell cow. And then the argument for Chase is just, hey, you know, high end wide receivers are, are rare and really valuable. And this guy looks to be like one of the best wide receivers to come out in a long time and immediately paired with Joe Burrow, his most likely landing spot, you know, the rapport is there. We, we saw it. It was off the charts at LSU. Uh, So I think that's a tough decision right now. I'm, I'm taking chase, but you know, if it goes Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, you know, it's going to depend on the, the team for me. Yeah, certainly understandable. The, the landing spot, as we
0: said over and over last week with the running back discussion is going to determine so much. Matt, who's your wide receiver four? Some names that we haven't talked about yet. Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney. All of those guys have at least from time to time been mentioned as potential first round NFL draft picks.
1: My four is Bateman, and I think he's going to be a good combination of volume, touchdown potential, attack all levels of the field. Um, landing spots, obviously, you know, to, uh, to be determined at this point. But I think he's a heck of a prospect, and I think he's a lot more like the film we saw two years ago than this past year. But he did show that he can operate in the slot outside. He go up and get it, show some run after the catch. Uh, I'm a be- big believer in Bateman.
0: Maybe I've just seen it too many times in mock drafts, and it certainly uh, doesn't hurt that they traded for that extra first-round pick. But I just feel like he is he is Baltimore-bound. Matt, would that would that change your, your rank or your value of Bateman? No. Uh, well, it's not great.
1: Uh, I mean, I keep seeing Terrence Marshall go into Baltimore, and I do think one of their first-round picks will be a wide receiver. I'm not sure Bateman lasts that long, though. I could see him going to
0: Tennessee or three or four other landing spots before Baltimore gets on the clock. All right. Let's squeeze in wide receiver five here before our next break. Matt, who is that guy for you? Elijah Moore. And this is an original thought for me,
1: and it's not my Steeler love fandom coming to the surface, but I heard someone say, can Elijah Moore be an Antonio Brown type of player? And a little light went off in my head saying, I think he can. I think he can be inside, outside, route runner, toughness, physical. I mean, Antonio Brown's an all-time great. That might be a bit extreme, but I think he could be used in that vein with his new team.
0: Scott, you're definitely on record and, and have really been outspoken about your, uh, your love of Elijah Moore. I know you you've done quite a few early rookie drafts and, and other drafts and uh, have been targeting him pretty heavily. You know we, 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 it seems like we've heard it from all these sources that Elijah Moore's going to be a first round NFL draft pick. He's, he's a top five wide receiver on basically every draft board that anybody's had a peek at. But still, he's, he's outside of that top five in most dynasty rookie rankings or ADP. Uh, so I, I feel like the community is going to catch up.
2: Where do you see him ultimately landing as far as his value? Yeah, he's uh, my wide receiver four, and it's actually really close between him and you know Waddle and, and some of the guys we talked about. Um, I like the Antonio Brown comp. I, I've heard that from Lance Zierlein, Danny Kelly, John Vogel. Matt Harmon. Uh, I just love this guy. He was my wide receiver three pre combine. And then he had an elite three cone, an elite short shuttle, one of the best 40 yard dash times in this class. He's a little undersized, but I mean, that definitely makes up some ground. I, I honestly am worried I'm a little too low on him. And again, I I think I'm one of the highest guys in the industry on him. Uh, his production was off the charts. You know, he was an immediate producer as a true freshman alongside, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, who are two to three years older. The next season, he had 4.4 times as many receiving yards as the next closest Ole Miss wide receiver, an elite uh, age-adjusted yardage market share better than Rashad Bateman's ridiculous 2019 season. And then last year, this is my favorite stat that I haven't heard anywhere else, but I don't know why, uh, he had the most yards from scrimmage per game of any wide receiver since at least 2000. And I think ever, I think he had the most yards per scrimmage per game of any wide receiver ever. This is a guy who projects as a true PPR cheat code and an immediate contributor at the next level, 10.8 receptions per game last year. He also led the class in deep receiving yards per game, top three in yards per deep target. He has that high end speed. So I think he also brings a vertical dimension in the slot, a la Tyler Lockett, early career T.Y. Holton. I could talk about this guy for, for days and days Love me, some Elijah Moore. Scott, as I said, he is
0: certainly showing up in the late first round of uh, more and more of these these mock drafts um, that will come out over the final couple of days of the draft or before the draft. Uh, let's kind of start at the 20th pick. what's what's your ideal landing spot for Elijah Moore since you're such a, a huge fan? 20 is the Bears. Uh, we've got the Colts at twenty one Titans Jets. I don't think the Steelers are taking him at twenty four. Wow. Uh, Jags, Ravens, Saints, Packers. Where where would you love as an Elijah Moore fan and as a as a guy who already has him on quite a few dynasty rosters? Where are you hoping he lands?
2: Yeah, I I, I have him in my mock twenty two to the Titans. I think that's just absolutely perfect. Pairing him back up with former teammate AJ Brown. Uh, you know, there's one hundred ninety two vacated targets among. Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and Johnny Smith. So, you know, the target volume is going to be there. He has a competent passer in Ryan Tannehill. And I, I just think that's a home run for all sides. And, you know, I, I'd be doing backflips if that happens.
0: It's a great one. Love it. Sounds great. Uh, right after this, we'll finish out our wide receiver conversation. Right, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. I know a lot of you guys out there Work
1: on your own car, whether it's just a hobby or to save money, any which way. You know, why would you spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at the chain stores rather than go into rockauto.com, which you can do just right from your hand, obviously. Uh, Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus you guys, the do-it-yourselfers. Rockautos.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're incredibly and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. Uh, They have everything from engine control modules to brake lamp and tail brake brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you're after, Uh, if it's for your classic car that you're fixing up or your daily driver, just to save a few bucks, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. Uh, The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, the rockauto.com prices, as I mentioned, are always reliably low and the same for professionals versus do-it-yourselfers. So here's what you do. You go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on, two different words, in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. That's locked on. Uh, Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, let's finish up our wide receiver talk for the day. We've, we're through five wide receivers, Matt. These are your rankings. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, and Elijah Moore. Who would be next in your rankings pre-draft? Terrence Marshall and Baltimore would not be
1: ideal for him, but um, I think the size kind of separates him from a lot of these small slot fast guys. And that doesn't always mean he's gonna catch 10, 12 touchdowns and they're not ever gonna find the end zone or anything like that. But I do think he has some not only say unique, but you know, distinguishing traits compared to the people he's competing against. Good player. I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too, in the NFL when it's all said.
0: Scott, it seems like there's been a lot of talk lately uh, just about the Baltimore wide receiver situation. Maybe that's because we're all assuming they are going to take one. Uh, What would that mean for that player? What would that mean for Lamar Jackson? I'm I'm not quite as down on the situation, maybe as Matt is. I I wouldn't mind a wide receiver in Baltimore. I, I think I would still be investing in that player potentially. What are your thoughts just on that situation in general?
2: Yeah, it, de- it depends on the player. But, you know, as someone who missed badly on Hollywood Brown last year, it's certainly unideal. In addition to the obvious volume concerns, I, I don't really trust Lamar Jackson's accuracy as a passer. I-, I put it easily, you know, bottom eight, let's say, or bottom 10. Uh, and then, of course, the-, the volume issues are a concern. So, uh, definitely wouldn't be ideal. Mark Andrews is going to command targets. Hollywood Brown, we we saw him tweet out his frustrations when he wasn't getting the ball midseason last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I obviously wouldn't love it. I, I'm hearing, you know, although I, I I do love Terrace Marshall, I'm hearing there's a good chance he falls out of round one due to injury concerns. Um, but uh, but but I do like him quite a bit as well. All
0: right, Matt. Let's finish up. Uh, try to get through our top ten here. Rondell Moore, Kadarius Tony, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Diami Brown, Seth Williams. Those are f- a few of the players we have not mentioned yet. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Who would be next on this list after Terrace Marshall?
1: Who? I think it gets tough after that spot. I'm probably going Diami Dian- Brown, but I don't feel real strong about it. I know there's a lot of love for
0: Rondell Moore. Five seven's hard for me to overcome. Yeah, Rondell Moore would be a guy that that I'm probably higher on than most, and I, I'm almost uh, Scott. I'm almost assuming at this point I'm going to have to move him down my rankings when we learn about this draft capital. I I think he's going to be that guy that that fan, fantasy analyst, myself included, like more than the NFL, uh, and, and of course we'll learn that this coming
2: weekend. What are your think? What are you thinking about Rondell Moore right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm in that camp. I'm in that camp. I I like Rondale Moore a lot. He had one of the greatest age 18 seasons in college football history, and then he dealt with some injuries, but he was still uh, an elite playmaker when he was on the field. Uh, Matt brought up his height. That's an obvious concern, and it's going to make him very landing spot dependent. You know, you pair him with one of the most accurate quarterbacks in football, Aaron Rodgers, and oh boy, you know that's going to be sexy. A PPR cheat code, just like I said, uh, I think Elijah Moore would be. Um, You know, just racking up first downs for that offense, you know, keeping uh, defenses honest when it comes to preparing for Devontae Adams. But, you know, like you said, I I don't think draft capital is going to be in his favor. I think he's a round two guy. And then, you know, he goes to, uh, you know, a shaky quarterback, uh, you know, someone who's not on the Aaron Rodgers spectrum. And and you have to be concerned. Uh, So I could definitely see him falling uh, from where we have him now. Uh, But right now, I like him quite a bit. I actually have him one spot above Terrace Marshall.
1: Scott, not to disagree with you about the quarterback thing. That's obviously huge. I'm more worried about the play caller and the play designer. You know, like I want Sean Payton to get a hold of him. You know what I mean? Manufacture touches for him.
0: That's absolutely right. Scott, last guy I want to get your thoughts on. And and this is another prospect that seems to be, uh, I I don't want to say controversial, but uh, a, a player that, we're having a hard time finding a middle ground on. It's Kadarius Tony. He just keeps showing up in the first round of mock drafts. You know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, but most most fantasy analysts, most uh, dynasty players seem to be way down on this guy. Where do you stand on him? And at, at what point do we have to really consider the, the draft capital and what NFL teams are, are potentially telling us if he is a, a late first rounder or even an early second rounder?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I like Kadarius Tony from the sense that the NFL loves Kadarius Tony, and I'm you <laughs> know I'm willing to defer to my betters. Uh, he's right now ADP wide receiver ten. I have him wide receiver eight, and I, I feel good about it. I mean, you watch him on tape. This kid is special. He moves in a way that I don't remember ever seeing a wide receiver move. He has the late breakout age. Sure, he barely saw the field up until last year, but when he saw the field, he was incredible. He was lights out. Uh, really looks like a special player. And, you know, he got better each week from who he was in his second game last year to who he was in his eighth game last year, two entirely different players. So you see the upside, you see the potential, and the NFL is willing to gamble on it, which means, you know, I'm willing to gamble on it from a a dynasty perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree uh, exactly how I feel about about Tony at this point. Scott, before we get out of here, tell our
2: listeners where they can find you and your work. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Scott Barrett DFB. You can subscribe to my website, fantasypoints.com.
0: That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.